Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. program is rated M-A-L-S-V. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today's Thursday, August the 20th of 2020 and it is day 233 of the year and only, 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 only 133 days remaining. That's for sure. Anyways, thank you for checking in on us. We're broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. We are coming to you on the multiverse 
of Safety FM equations there, that's for sure. So as you take a look around, we are coming to you live on safetyfm.com. We are coming to you live on safetyfm.tv. Also, the radio station aspect of it. We're also on the different formats that are available related to the different things where you might be able to get media forms. And then as well, we are actually coming across on Twitch, LinkedIn, so on. So thank you for coming out, hanging out. And then, of course, later in the afternoon, if you get us later in the day, we are a podcast format. So you can take a listen or take a watch of us there as well. So whatever you want to do. And yeah, if you did kind of where we're looking at the screen and we're wondering what the hell was going on with all the flashing, I'm sure that was all my fault some way, shape or form, because that's how it is. The responsibility for the show sometimes seems to be on me, and that's perfectly fine. Anyway, so if you don't know, the breakdown of the show kind of goes this way. We talk, we kind of go back and forth, converse, have a conversation about what's going on in the news. You can hang out, do some stuff in the chat box. We also open the phone lines from time to time for contest purposes. And I guess we can talk about that as we go. Also, the other portion is we actually want to give you real news that is not coming out of this guy's mouth. We want to give you the news that is coming from our partners at Feature Story News. So they'll give a discussion right there about exactly what is going on. Now, I'll tell you, over the last few days, we've been having a lot of conversations related to what's trending. So let me tell you what's trending currently. South Korean boy band BTS released a teaser for their upcoming English single Dynamite on Wednesday. The 30-second clip hit over 34 million views in less than 24 hours, making it the number one trending video on YouTube. The full song will be released on Friday. If you're interested in finding out more about it, you can go check it out on YouTube. Unfortunately, on how the platform set up, we can play it on the radio station, but we can't play it on the video format. So, sorry if you want to go look for it. You're going to have to do that on your own. But that's okay. You're fully capable of doing that if you want to know more about Dynamite by BTS. So, that's important. Anyways, let's get you into some feature story news. And that way, we can get rolling into our nonsense right here on the Rated R Safety Show. Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. Steve Bannon, one of President Trump's former top advisers, has been arrested and charged with fraud. He's one of four men accused of swindling hundreds of thousands of people who donated money to a crowdfunding campaign, believing that it would pay for the construction of a border wall between the US and Mexico. Instead, the authorities in New York say Bannon and his co-conspirators spent the money on their personal credit credit card debts, consumer goods and hotels. From FSN's Washington Bureau, Nick Harper reports. Prosecutors in Manhattan claim Steve Bannon defrauded donors out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. They thought they were giving money to a fund that was helping to build the border wall. The money instead was allegedly going to fund Bannon's private lifestyle. Prosecutors say that Bannon and the other three defendants all personally profited from the We Build a Wall online campaign. They've charged Bannon with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. Both carry a possible maximum prison sentence of 20 years. I'm Nick Harper in Washington. In other news, a judge in New York has thrown out the latest attempt by President Donald Trump to conceal his financial records from prosecutors. A lawyer for the president says he plans to launch a further appeal in a bid to avoid complying with a Supreme Court ruling. There's a big night ahead tonight at the Democratic Party's virtual convention. Joe Biden will accept the party's nomination in his bid to unseat President Trump later this year. Last night, former President Barack Obama launched a searing attack on 
on President Trump, becoming the first former president of the modern era openly to criticize his successor. 170,000 Americans dead. Millions of jobs gone. While those at the top take in more than ever. Our worst impulses unleashed. Our proud reputation around the world badly diminished. And our democratic institutions threatened like never before. This president and those in power, those who benefit from keeping things the way they are, they are counting on your cynicism. In other news today, the African Union has suspended the membership of Mali from the continental bloc following the military coup on Tuesday in the West African country that led to the arrest and resignation of the president. Belgian authorities say they will keep some COVID-19 restrictions in place through September to contain the further spread of coronavirus in the country. And the number of Americans filing for initial jobless claims has once again risen above one million. It comes as U.S. lawmakers are struggling to find common ground on a replacement for a $600 a week unemployment benefit that expired at the end of July. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, taking a closer look at the mutiny and coup by soldiers in the West African nation of Mali. The country's president, Ibrahim Keita, was forced from power at gunpoint on Tuesday. Now the military says they intend to set up a transitional government and hold fresh elections, even though ECOWAS, the economic community of West African states, is calling for the reinstatement of the president and his prime minister. The military says it acted to prevent further chaos in the country. Reporter Simon Marks, no relation, covers events in Africa for Politico and the New York Times. This hasn't um, happened all of a sudden. It's been months of protests of people in the country that are just fed up essentially with, with the government for a long sort of list of reasons, including you know high-level corruption and also just the inability of the government to get a handle on Islamic insurgencies in the country. You know, there's many reports of, um, of soldiers being killed at the hands of armed groups and, uh, and, and massacres in various zones in the centre and the north. The United States is expressing disquiet about events in Mali. It borders Burkina Faso and Niger, and all three countries have been battling Islamist insurgencies. The stakes in the region are very high, and the possibility of broader instability is a global concern. The main news again, Steve Bannon, one of President Trump's former top advisers, has been arrested and charged with fraud. A judge in New York has thrown out the latest attempt by President Trump to conceal his financial records from prosecutors. And the African Union has suspended the membership of Mali from the continental bloc following a military coup in the West African country on Tuesday that led to the resignation of the president. There's more from us on Twitter at Feature Story. And that is the latest Feature Story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So, what'd you think? What'd you think? What'd you think? Steve Bannon, kind of a shocking story. That kind of got released a couple hours ago. So, interesting to hear that. Then the other portion, because, you know, I'm going to bring it up. We're going to talk about it, of course, because I'm not very shy when it comes to certain things. When they repeat the same news story, 
Do you think it's because they ran out of new stuff to talk about? I love feature story news. I mean, don't get me wrong, but think about it for a moment. I mean, we are talking that they are repeating the same stuff. Just a question. I'm just curious. Anyway, so let's talk a little bit. Let's go before we go down all the list and all the stuff that we have happening. Let's talk about this. This is occurring tonight. I'm sure you already know this, but I'll reference it anyways. Tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Samuel Goodman and myself will be doing a conversation and a question about equality. If you're interested in joining us, you're more than welcome on doing so. This will actually be a virtual event that is going to be live behind a, we'll say, we're calling it a paywall, but you're not paying anything. It's free to go to. If you want some more information about it, you can go to actuallysafetyfm.io to obtain some more information. Now, the event is just a conversation with us and the people that are there, so Sam and I will be going back and forth and taking questions for the, from the audience as we have this discussion about equality. This event will never be actually aired on safetyfm.com or anywhere else. We'll only be at this particular event, and we will only be leaving with the learnings and the findings of the time as we have them. And, of course, the memories, because that's important, too. So, just want you to think about it. If you're interested in coming and hanging out, it is a free event. You just go to safetyfm.io, and you can get some more information there. So, there you go. That's what we have going on this evening, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So, let's get into the news stories, because I think that that's going to be important for us to talk about. Because this is what's going on currently, according to the shit list. Chicken cone in Houston, Texas felt bad for all the Karens. Yeah, you heard me correctly. All the Karens of the world. So they decided to create official Karens Day. Their eatery lodged the promotion to show sympathy to the good Karens of the world by offering anyone who is legally named Karen free food. Recently, the name has been used as a judgmental term for white women who is perceived as a demanding or privileged. About 40 Karens showed up demanding to speak to the managers and then enjoyed their free meal. Now, I'm sure you have probably seen the videos going on around online where somebody will not be happy about a scenario or situation that's taking place, and they will reference them as Karen. There's a lot of mask-related video, or should I say lack of mask-related videos that have that. There's some that go even as far as people coughing on other people as they're doing the filming. Um, just some very weird stuff. And they refer to the person as Karen, regardless of what the what they are. So if you haven't seen any of those, that's what the Karen reference is. Now, I think it's interesting. Of course, you know, Chicken Cone is trying to get promotion and people to talk about it, like the jackass that's sitting behind this microphone talking about it. But think about it for a moment. I guess the promotion is pretty interesting because I'm sure there's several stations, podcasts, and people talking about this. So there you go. Anyways, let's continue. Apple Incorporated has become the first company worth $2 trillion as its share price climbed over $467.77. Apple's market capitalization soared by 59%, about $695 billion this year. Shares have increased as 22% since the end of last month. When the company reported Blockbuster second quarter earnings and announced a four-for-one stock split, as reported by the New York Post, the tech giant Jones joins Saudi Aramaco 
as the only other company to have hit the milestone. So there you go. There's some information there. Now, here's the interesting part. I mean, I want you to think about this. There are some Apple stores and a good chunk of them that are still closed because of the pandemic. They are offering you to order stuff online to get it, opposed to going to a physical brick and mortar store. So what do you think? Do you look at this and see how more and more of these changes will occur? Now, keep in mind that back in, we'll say back in the day, you would go to the Apple store, stand in line or schedule an appointment on the day that a new product was being released. Not that the product wasn't worthwhile standing in line for, but just saying that's how it did occur. So as you look at it now, and this is going not to be the case where you'll be actually purchasing this quote unquote device online. Does it have the same feel to you or does it become something different? Or is it something entirely different now? And what do I mean by entirely different? If you're an older demo like me and were kind of dumb and would go sit in line or stand in line to get tickets to a movie that were coming out, it made it an event. The same thing occurred with some product purchases. It's believing the hype of the product and not saying that the products are bad. I mean, I remember people standing in line for the PlayStation 2 and standing in line for Windows 95. Yeah, I'm probably aging myself here. But think about it. I mean, think about the different things that do come about as part of this conversation. Think about the different things that do come up. How does this change now? Will you still be excited of receiving your Apple, whatever the hell it is, product XYZ? Because, you know, some people want to be like, oh, look at me. Like, I can tell you, I can flash my phone on the screen right there. Boom. And if you're looking, some people who are Apple lovers will know automatically that I have an older phone. And I'm okay with that. Because it's not a square in the back. Does that make a difference to you? I know a lot of stuff talking about there, but there are Apple stores that are still closed. So ordering online, I mean, I prefer to order stuff online anyways, and I don't care if people know, you know, it's new, it's old. I don't know. It is what it is. What do I know? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, an arrest has been made in connection with the disappearance of missing Georgia mom, Layla Cavett. The story initially made headlines as after Colette's toddler was found wandering barefoot the streets of Florida last month once the child was connected to his mother as a missing person investigation. Days after, FBI asked the public to help in locating the missing mom. Authorities arrested Shannon DeMar Ryan on kidnapping charges. Ryan was seen on a surveillance footage approaching Kavet's abandoned vehicle with the keys in hand. According to the official complaint, officers questioning Ryan about his connection to the missing mom, and he claimed that she had come to Florida to sell him her truck. Through the surveillance footage, the cell phone records, authorities were able to place Ryan at an apartment complex minutes 
before the toddler was found. Also, Ryan had used the Kvet's debit card to purchase large trash bags, extra carpet odor eliminator, and duct tape. There's no mention of the findings of Kvet or if charges against Ryan will be upgraded. So, you know, we were talking about this recently, and I believe, you know, I go through the whole thing of Florida. But look at this shit. I mean, think about it for a moment. We're definitely talking about this being a major catastrophe, a major issue, where, of course, anytime that there's a death related to anything. But take a look at this. It happened in Florida. A lady came down from Georgia. Now, there's going to definitely be more to this particular story. And we talk about the whole aspect of the cell phone and the, how they were able to track them. Now, I watch a lot of weird stuff when it comes to murder mysteries. And I'm talking about like news stories when it comes to that, like those specialty shows like uh, Forensic Files and crap like that. And like IDTV or some, I think that's what the channel is called. But I watch a lot of those shows like that. And I look at this and I go, this almost falls into those categories. Now, the question really does become, did the initial conversation occur with them actually coming down for the purchase of the vehicle? Like, was that really the engagement? Or are we going to find out some other conspiracy theory on how everything did occur? Of course, the story is probably going to be one-sided until we find digital tracking about it. Now, when you hear something like this and you go, hey, okay, you're talking about it. I don't really understand where we're going with it because this is supposed to be a safety channel. So what's the angle? It's not an angle. It's a question. It's a conversation. So let's use the hypothetical here that it was originally being as a car being sold. How does that work going forward? Like if you're going to sell your vehicle to somebody person to person and not to a dealership, how are you going to set some of these things up? Are these things that go in through your mind as you do this? Think about it. Think about when you can purchase stuff through like Facebook groups or social media groups, or you could do the Craigslist of the world and so on. How comfortable do you feel normally meeting with people? And it's not to scare people, but it's a conversation. What safeguards do you put in place before that shit happens or goes down? You don't know. You get the, the pers- you know, you get the information that the person's sharing with you. Hey, I have this perfect XYZ item that I want to purchase from you. I'm willing to give you a firm offer of X. Let's meet up at Joe's Crab Shack in the parking lot. Not saying that Joe's Crab Shack's not safe. But I'm just saying, you have to think about those things. A lot of stuff goes into effect there. A lot of stuff to think about. You can't just turn around and be like, cool. Duh. And just move there and show up and not have, you know, some other things to be concerned about. But just think about it for a moment. Anyways, let's continue. Popeye is ready for 2020 to be over. The fast food chain announced that it's in honor of the infamous chicken sandwich that launched in August of 2019 that they have started to count down to 2021 in Times Square four months early. In a statement to Fox News, the chain said humanity can can all agree that 2020 is out of control and we're living in a pretty crazy times. Remember the times in 2019 when all we had to worry about was getting our hands on a sold-out Popeye's chicken sandwich. Popeye announced the countdown will run through 
throughout the month of August. What? Throughout the month of Popeye announced that the countdown will run throughout, throughout the month of August. So hold on. We are counting down to 2021. The countdown clock will run till the end of August. How does that make any sense? The end of August is not the end of 2021. And let's talk about that. The only things we have to worry about. Or when in 2019, that the only things we had to worry about was trying to purchase a sold out chicken sandwich. Wasn't there some stabbings over this damn chicken sandwich? Wasn't there also some people selling behind the scenes the chicken sandwich? Also, wasn't there like a murder that occurred because of this chicken sandwich? How about picking on the chicken sandwich? But we had some other things to worry about. Maybe just not to a, as big of a section as we have to worry about things now. So I think the wording's kind of shitty on that. At least that's my opinion. But that's just me. What do I know? Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about this relatively quick before I forget, and I almost did, so let's go through it. So yesterday we had a brief conversation about Zoomorama, and what do I mean by that? About being Zoomed to death on all this weird stuff on how we're seeing Zoom calls and we're seeing people doing presentations where you can't see people and all that stuff. Do you want to hear something kind of funny? The amount of people that reached out to me asking if I was talking about their presentation. Now, I kind of paused and chuckled at the whole thing. Because I wasn't trying to point out one person in particular. I was just saying what I have been seeing. And the amount of concern that came about it was pretty interesting to me. I looked at it and went, I don't think I was talking about them. I mean, I was looking at some different aspects, and this is what I've seen. There are some different things that you can do when it comes to this whole thing. You don't just have to do it in one particular format. And I'll tell people, I mean, and you can listen right here and definitely not a sponsor of the show, but there is a piece of software that you can get for free that's called OBS. And that can make your presentations look better on how you do it. It doesn't have to be traditional boring, I mean, traditional (laughs) on putting the presentation just on the screen. So, I mean, there's some, the thing is that with some of the options, you have to go out there and look, 
You can't just limit yourself on going. I like PowerPoint. So I'm going to PowerPoint you to death. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants death by PowerPoint. Have you ever been to one of those presentations like that? I mean, I know how to read a screen. I mean, well, I think I know how to read a screen. But how many times have you been to a presentation that that's what it ends up being? Including the virtual ones. I mean, there's so many different things that you can talk about and do and transition. I mean, right now, the tech that's available that's out there is quite fantastic and significant. And there's a lot of free stuff. I mean, if you don't know where to start, I'm telling you that OBS thing is great. There's so many things that you can do inside of it. I mean, you can get into some fancier stuff as you go, but OBS is quite fantastic and it's open source. Ah! Yeah, I said open source. So if you're interested in it, I would say go look for it. It will work on the majority of the platforms that are out there. And yes, just like anything else, there is a small learning curve. I'm pretty sure when you started PowerPointing people to death, it wasn't one of those things that you knew how to use PowerPoint right away. Now, I'll tell you the swing to learn OBS is not that big, but there are some things that you have to get used to, that you have to get used to. Yes, OBS, OBS. Michael Wolf, OBS. And I will tell you, because I always screw it up when I tell people what exactly it is. If you go to obsproject.com, so it's open broadcaster software. So open broadcaster software, or you can go to obsproject.com for more information on that piece of software. I'll tell you, it will make everything much better. People will love it. I will tell you that. A lot of people use it on kind of some of the weird stuff that you might see that might be a little bit different out of the ordinary, but it is called OBS and it is free and it works on almost all computer platforms. So just for information purposes there, let's continue residents in the Swiss town of Alton woke up to a sweet surprise last Friday morning after ventilation system malfunction at a local chocolate factory, a small town was covered in dusting cocoa. Legends Brogley company had said minor defects developed the cooling ventilation for the line roasted cocoa nibs which are fragmented and crushed in cocoa beans and then served as the basis for chocolate caused a powder to spread twitter users shared the excitement over the willy wonka like chocolate glitch with one user writing 2020 is turning around the company <laughs> alerted residents that the particles were harmless to them and the environment so imagine that you go out and all of a sudden you see chocolate or cocoa powder all over the place are you having a party i mean if you're a kid for sure it has to be all kinds of fun michael you're welcome anything we can do to assist but it's something to think about for sure all kinds of fun stuff there i mean i would have been pretty excited i would have definitely thought that i was living in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory world, Willy Wonka world, however you want to take a look at it. Some different things there. Duh. How would you react? I mean, I don't know. Do you go out there with like a spoon or do you go out there and, you know, bring some milk with you? I know this might be a little bit much, but I have to say that was probably a fun event for sure. Okay, let's continue. A coronavirus outbreak on Seattle-based fishing boat may help 
proved that antibodies can offer protective immunities from the virus, according to multiple reports. Crew members from the vessel were studied before and after the 18-day voyage in May that would ultimately see 85% of the crew infected with the virus. Before the ship set sail, blood samples that were collected showed that three of the 122 people boarding had antibodies, in, indicating that they had previously been infected and recovered. After the voyage, 104 people on the crew members tested positive, but the three who had the antibodies didn't become infected. Alex Grenier Co-author of the study stated that the lack of infection is a strong indication that the presence of neutralization antibodies is associated with the protection from the virus, according to the Seattle Times. As for the crew members who never became infected, it is possible they had jobs on the boat that protected them from exposure. This is according to Dr. Alex. So what do you think as you hear something like that? Need a lot of information inside of there. You can definitely go back to this news article that is referenced from the Seattle newspaper because I think that that's important. I think that's an important conversation. This way you can take a look at the Seattle Times, look at some of the research that's actually there, and you have some information about what some of the people are out there doing or have seen. Now, keep in mind, there's going to be so many different case studies and so many different things that are going to come about. Now, we were talking months ago about models and how models are developed and how you obtain the information and how that information changes based on what you get information-wise. We're not going to do a research, a whole presentation here, so I'll be careful with that. But think about it. Think about it for a moment as we talk about this. And I want you to think about the whole thing. Because what ends up taking place is that these are examples that happened in real life. These are examples that happened out there as people were experimenting with X. So that's what I want you to think about. As you hear something like this, does it get you excited about what's happening? Or do you look at it and go, oh, crap, I don't know what to do? Because, of course, probably the bigger portion of the question is going to be the people that had nothing but didn't have the antibodies before they left and came back with no infection. Like, what exactly was their job? And when you look back and you think about some of this stuff, do you go, there are jobs inside of my workplace that I would feel that would fall into that category? And I did say feel because we don't know. Data, have to have data, data, data. So think about it. Is there anything, not that I say you want to put your people at risk, because that's not what I'm saying. But is there a testing mechanism where some of those things might fall into? What what position comes to mind inside of your, your work area, your workplace currently, when you think about that? A lot of stuff to think about for sure. We can't just limit it to one thing. I'm sure there's multiple. There's, there might even be places at your job sites or your work environment where none of that applies. Nada. Nada. You just go, cool. We have to move forward. And if you're in a virtual environment, it might become pretty interesting as well. Anyways, major averages sank slightly during Wednesday's session. The market reacted to the pessimism. Towards the recent release meeting minutes from the Federal Reserve July meeting, 
a great deal of discussion had been regarding immediate and long-term effects of the virus shutdowns. Apple became the first U.S. company to attain $2 trillion valuation. The stock finished up at 0.13% on the day. Airbnb filed for the United States Securities and Exchange Commission to be traded publicly at a future date. No other details regarding the initial public offering have been announced. What do you think? So we kind of already talked about Apple a little bit ago. And now we're seeing this information when it comes to Airbnb. Airbnb. And what do you think about this? Are you spending time inside of hotels currently? Have you done that recently? If the answer is no, why not? If the answer is yes, why so? And is Airbnb part of your list of things that you look up? And with everything going on, do you think the timing, because we are talking about timing of Airbnb making this initial offering to the public, do you think it's smart? What do you think the evaluation will be coming out right off the bat? Because I think that's something to think about for sure. Can't just limit it. Can't just say, oh, whatever. I mean, what do you think that initial public offering is going to be evaluated at? What do you think that company is going to be valued at? A lot of stuff to talk about there. You can't just go, okay, middle of pandemic, a lot of people are not staying at an Airbnb. This is what it's worth. Because do you do the evaluation based on what it was before pandemic? Or do you go the evaluation based on what the hell is going on now? A lot of questions to ask there because it's going to get weird. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Safety in a way never heard of before. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So this one has actually going to be a little bit sarcastic, so let's talk about it. Jesus has been spotted in Scotland. Yeah, I know I had to give you that initial shock and pause as I mentioned that. A woman claims that she noticed something odd on the skin of a potato that she bought from her local supermarket It was the face of the son of God. Hold on. It was the face of the son of God. Nikki Halkerson told the Southwest News Service that she discovered the obvious likeness while unpacking her purchases. She took several pictures of the spud, which she has since eaten for documentation. So let's think about that for a moment. For a moment. Because so let's so she found Jesus, according to what the news story says, on a potato skin or the likeness of, and then ate the damn thing. Wouldn't you want to save it? I'm just asking to ask because I know that this can actually get weird, weird quick, for sure. So I don't know. A lot, a lot of things to think about. A lot of things to think about there. I think I'm going to leave that one alone because I think we can go some down some deep, dark rabbit hole for sure there. For sure. 
bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a Long Island attorney who calls himself the lottery lawyer ran a mob link scheme to con jackpot winners out of uh, more than $100 million in prize money. Brooklyn federal prosecutor laid out their case this week saying that Jason Curland, 46, cultivated clients from across the nation with promises to invest their winnings and said he threw their cash into a shady investment to reputed Genovese crime family soldiers, Christopher Jericho. Christopher Jericho? Is that like Chris Jericho? And two other associates. The lottery lawyer allegedly got kickbacks for steering money into Jericho's who funneled a portion of the funds back to the winners under the guise that they were investing payment. There was an investment payments in the end. The winners ended up being losers, man. There's a lot of weird shit that happens with the stuff that comes out of the lottery. That's for sure. So I don't know. I take a look at that stuff and I know we talk about the lottery quite a bit here. There is no doubt about it. No doubt about it whatsoever. So think about that for a moment. If you had this giant jackpot that you won, and I don't know what you want to consider giant, what would you do with that money? Like, how would you take a look at that right away? Like, how much would that change everything for you? And who would be someone you would trust with large sums of money to help you out? And by the way, I'm sure that snap a pick thing came up a little bit late, and I'm sure you were still talking about the potato. Thanks, Michael. I'm sure he was not talking about taking a picture of the people winning the lottery or scamming the lottery people. So think about that. So how would you go about doing that? Now, I know that a lot of safety professionals that I get to interact with talk quite a bit about having their own CPAs. But that's not investment. I mean, they're, I mean let, let me rephrase that. I don't know if that would be the per, the people that I would go to for those kind of questions. So what do you think? I mean, how would you look at it? How would you set it up? Would you have a business manager just for that? Or would you look at it and do something entirely different? And believe me, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, you should contact me. I know what you do. No, I have no clue. I have no clue what to tell you. Anyways, let's continue. Phil Sensory is feeling thankful for the firefighters that were able to save his family's 130-year-old Napa Valley winery from fast-moving wildfires that came within feet of his business. The Hensry Fires, one of the several burning in Northern Carolina, or Northern, wow, I can't even read, Northern California, was sparked the lightning early Monday. By Tuesday, the blaze scorched about 10,000 acres, and of course, this include the family winery. Next was in the path. While at a cabin, the property was engulfed. The winery main building was saved. The winery was built back in 1890 in the region's oldest continuous family-owned winery. So what do you think as you hear this? My favorite portion to talk about. What do you think a hazard matrix would have looked like for that? What do you think safeguards would have looked like for the winery? Think about these different things. I mean, there's so many different things to talk about here, opposed to it just being one of those things where we just go, eh, whatever. I mean, would you put some kind of safeguards if you did have 
a winery or the fields for it. And I think that sometimes we forget all the aspects that safety can play a factor into. And I think that this is an important one that we could be able to mention as we talk about it. So many different things as we talk about this. Think about that for just a brief moment. What safeguards are in place inside of your organization? What parameters have not have actually you've taken a look at that have not been put in place yet? Have you had conversations with your team members and talking about what things they think should go into place? Have you learned from your team? Seriously. I don't know if this might be a good time to reference it, but Brent Sutton, Glenners, Glenners McCarthy, and Brett Sutton, Brett Sutton, Glenners McCarthy, Brett Robinson have all written a book about the practice of learning teams. Yes, this is looks like it's going to be a sponsored ad, but it's not. But I want you to think about that. This actually, I got early copies of this book. I know they had to have released some of the author versions on Amazon. But that book really gives a breakdown on how to do a learning team and learn from the organization or your people inside of the organization, the practice of learning teams. Now, I'm going to tell you on Tuesday, we're going to have a deep dive conversation-wise with the authors. Todd Conklin did write the foreword to it. And we will be doing some book giveaways we're going to tell you what you need to do to be able to enter into that contest. So be paying close attention to that because we're going to get that rolling. I think that it's a pretty interesting book. I was lucky enough to get a early copy of it. So there you go. As we do talk about that. Anyways, let's see. Oh, I hate talking about what's going on in politics, but you know, we have to do it. Linda Saucer appeared on the screen during Tuesday night Democratic National Convention proceeding as part of the Muslim Delegate Assembly. Sassor has for years been a vocal advocate to boycott, let's see, the sanctions against Israel, better known as BDS movement. What? A Joe Biden spokesperson said that the candidate obviously condemned her views and opposes the BDS. And the DNC said itself that a while for the party's platform opposes BDF. They were committed to protecting the constitutional rights of citizens and the freedom of speech. So there you go on what happened there. Talk about that for sure. Kerry Washington anchored the third night of Democratic National Convention proceedings, a night marked by another round of video montages and speeches. The black community is usually diverse. Washington said that at one point that obvious counterbalance to Joe Biden's card when he described the lack of diversity in that community. I'm assuming they're talking about the other community here. The two hours of speech against Trump included speeches from Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warden, and then by President Obama. And he talked about what he supported and agreed on. Pelosi said that there was about 105 women in the House, probably 90 are Democrat, revealing that the party affiliation is far more important than the gender after all. What? I sometimes wonder about some of these things that get changed once I get this. 
Kamala took the stage and mixed results while some applauded in her for being accessible and talking to her family and others on social media said that she resorted to being using partisan language. Meanwhile, President Trump was inquired during the speeches on social media while Obama talked. He mused, he spied on my campaign and got caught. And during Harris, the president had to say, but didn't she call him a racist? Didn't she say that he was incompetent? So there you go, information that are making the circles. A slide from the PowerPoint presentation believed to be part of the diversity training for Goodyear Tire. Employees have been making the rounds on social media and eventually landed in President Trump's timeline. The slide of zero tolerance policy for certain attire that includes Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, MAGA attire, and political affiliated slogans or material. Explicitly, the author expressed through the support of Black Lives Matter or LGBT pride. Wednesday morning, Trump called the boycott for Goodyear. Don't buy Goodyear tires. They announced ban on mega hats. Get better tires for far less. Fueling the fire for his supporters, he added that this kind of boycott is Democrats do, as he's willing to play on their level, according to what they had to say. The two can play the same game, and we will start playing it now. Goodyear Corporate said in a statement that they weren't responsible for the slide and it was on an unofficially sanctioned part of a training, but did they ask the employees to not express any sort of political ideology while at work, as well as a similar form of advocacy and fall outside of the scope of racial justice and equality issues, which would certainly leave the door open to content slides to be less accurate. Goodyear stock did slide down about 6% after the president's tweet. So what do you think as you hear this? As you hear this information, a lot of stuff there. And I know that we don't take, I don't want to take these deep political dives and I will not give you any opinion whatsoever because I think that you should come up with your own opinion for the whole thing. I heard this a few days ago from someone. I thought it was really genius. You posting on social media is not going to change the way I think about politics. This was particularly on Facebook. You've already made up your mind. I've already made up my mind. Can we just go back to being happy-go-lucky and see pictures of families and friends and birthday parties and so on? Let's stop the political bullshit. Really what it boiled down to. I thought it was excellent, but I'm sure some people were offended by that because that's what happens. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, let's continue down the path here. Let's talk about some different things going on inside of the world. Rachel Wath will take the dual role on a TD adaptation of the 1988 psychological thriller dead ringers the actress will also serve as executive producer for the upcoming project that was picked up by amazon in a straight to series order according to entertainment weekly the original film star jeremy irons as twins of gynecologists elliot and beverly mantle who have been in a relationship with the same woman so there you go there's that information Reese Witherspoon and Apple TV will be joining forces for a new singing competition called My Kind of Country. The actress tweeted about it this week, writing that she will be participating with Apple TV to bring the very first competition series called My Kind of Country. 
the search for an extraordinary country music talent. Apple said that the series will conduct a global search for country music talents in a documentary format telling the stories of the artists. Jason Bateman revealed to IndieWire that Netflix series Ozark is set to begin filming the fourth and final season on November the 9th. Netflix renewed Ozark for the fourth season in June, not long after massively successful third season of the drama. Bateman is scheduled to return with Laura Linney, Julia Gardner, Sophia Hubbellis, Skylar Gardner, or Gatner, excuse me, Charlie Tahan, and Lisa Emery. The final 14 episodes of the series will be set into two separate seasons, kind of a part one, part two scenario. I like that show. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, definitely take a watch of it. I've been watching it <laughs> since it came out. But I think I'm a kind of upset with Jason, Bate- Jason Bateman when it comes to some of the shows that he's on. But that's a whole other story. We can get into that. 30 years since the release of her debut album. Are we ready for this? Mariah Carey surprised her fans this week with news of the album's new album title, Rarities. The pop, pop, pop star posted on Instagram that this one is for you, my fans. It's to celebrate us and thank you for the years of pure support. I am grateful to you. The album set to drop on October the 2nd, the single featuring Lauren Hill that is expected to be released on Friday. So there you go. There's that. Brad Pitt and his estranged wife, Angelina Jolie, is playing hardball when it comes to their divorce proceedings. A source told U.S. Weekly that Brad feels less that Angelina has gone way too far this time, referencing her wishes to move to her, their six kids to London. The source added that Brad's plans now is to dig in and fight back hard. It's been four years since the pair have first filed for a divorce. There you go. A lot of information there. Here we go. Gordon Ramsay has a plan to open a new restaurant in India. The renowned chef who has been open with his love of the country and diverse culture recently told Indo-Asian News, I-N-S, that he would really like to open a restaurant there. So there you go. That's coming about. More information keeps on making the cycle. So let's talk about it. More details have emerged from the Zoom call that was hosted by Ellen DeGeneres with more than 200 staffers, in which he revealed that three of the show's producers had been fired. According to Page Six, Ellen opened up to the staff about being introverted and saying that she's good days and bad days, which her understands could come across at her being mean and vows to make changes going forward. The talk show hosts also addressed rumors that there has been unspoken rule on the set of no one has allowed to make eye contact with her saying i don't know where it started please talk to me look at me in the eyes it's crazy and it's not true it's not who i am deadline reports that ellen reportedly apologized to her staff during the call so something to think about for sure so i'm going to jump around a little bit i want to tell you about the sports thing and then we're going to move forward so here we go Sports, Tom Flores and Drew Pearson are finalists for the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame class of 2021. Flores, a two-time Pro Bowl winning coach, was nominated in the new coaches category and standout wide receiver. Pearson is a senior nominee. Flores, who coached on Seahawks and the Raiders, took latter teams to two Super Bowl victories in 1981 and 1984. He had a 105-90 record. Meanwhile, Pearson played the entire 11-year career with the Dallas Cowboys, making all three Pro Bowl teams. 
1977, the Cowboys won the championship with Pearson leading the NFL receiving yards of 870 yards that season. Both men's will be considered for the induction of the Hall of Fame selection committee the day before the Super Bowl. To be elected, each must receive 80% of the votes of the 48 members. The class of 2021 will be formally put in on August the 8th. There you go, of 2021. So that's the information. Now, I'm going to tell you, wanted to talk about it, don't want you to think that I skipped it, but today is one of those days that we can celebrate some interesting days of the year, and let me tell you the days that you can celebrate. International Day of Medical Transporters, National Bacon Lovers Day, National Chocolate Pecan Day, National Lemonade Day, Virtual World Day. Wow. Isn't that something? World Mosquito Day. Now, I have to tell you, the most important day that you can celebrate today, from my standpoint, and what I'm looking at, is that today is also known as National Radio Day. If you're not familiar with it, Marconi's early apparatus was the development of Hertz laboratory apparatus into the system designed for communication purposes. At first, Marconi used a transmitter to ring a bell and receive his, in his to receive signals inside of his attic laboratory. Marconi's transmission radio signal was could go for roughly about 1.5 miles or 2.4 kilometers. That occurred back at the end or towards the end of 19 or 1895. No one knew at the time what that thing was going to become. The things that were going to occur based on technology. I will tell you, since I was a child, I have fallen in love with this thing known as radio. Yeah, we're doing different mediums today. For sure, where you get to see me and you get to hang out with me via internet and computer. But I remember the days on when we would sit back and listen to the radio. And I've always referenced this as I've gotten older, but it was theater of the mind. What do I mean when I say that? Most of the time, you are hanging out with a radio announcer or a radio DJ, depending on how you want to call it, during some of the most difficult times of your day. And that's when you're riding back and forth to work, stuck in traffic. Think about the stories being told, the things that are being portrayed as you're listening to that voice. It could be a good voice, it could be a bad voice. The music that the disc jockey is playing, the music that the announcer is playing, the discussion the relationship that is being built. Sometimes it becomes a very one-sided relationship as one person does the bulk of the talking and you do the bulk of the listening. Sometimes you have an emotional interaction based on something that someone says. It can make you happy. It can piss you off. It can make you want to turn the dial. Because of that invention, things have changed in a lot of people's worlds on the way that some things are able to be used to communicate. We know that for sure. And also on how we get across and we are able to share our messaging. Storytelling became very interesting as the radios were made. Led into a different world of technology as it moved forward. 
Today, we have satellites in the air that can shoot a signal across if you're listening to satellite radio. We have internet radio. There's so many different items that you can do radio-wise because of the creation that Guillermo Marconi made at the time. Funny on how something that was created back in 1895 still has an influence to this day. Yeah, the world of podcasting has started, have been created over the last years, longer than most, most people think. But you can always look at it on the way that it's, the technology is used is very similar to how radio is being done still to this day. It's just an on-demand format. I'm so appreciative for people like Marconi. I'm appreciative of some of the best broadcasters that I have ever heard. Anytime that you'll hear me talk about broadcasters, the best to ever do it is Howard Stern. Say whatever you want about him. Listen to what, how he actually does those interviews. He is a great storyteller, a great interviewer. Someone that you probably do not know and probably have not heard of so often. There is a gentleman out of Puerto Rico that is, he goes by the moniker El Gangster. One of the best to ever do it as well. So appreciative to be able to be part of a medium that these people have actually made such a giant thing. Besides that, don't have much more else to share with you today. Always appreciate you guys coming out, taking a listen to what we have going on here at the Rated R Safety Show. That is for sure. I do want to talk to you real quick before I do let you go, that if you are suffering from any signs of depression or having suicidal thoughts, there is a phone number that you can call for help. And that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can give them a call at 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-TALK. Please make sure that you call that number if you need help. Or go to the website, and that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. They can only accept messages there via chat. They cannot accept messages via text on the phone number. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. I will tell you, don't forget about our event tonight, 6 p.m., Sam Goodman and myself, a conversation about equality. Also, be on the lookout for our special mini-episode tomorrow. You might like it a little bit more than what you think. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.